Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festivities festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa Online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa Know-How. Napa Know-How. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. When was the last time you thought about your batteries? I mean, that's what they do, right? Stay unnoticed, unseen, shoved in a battery compartment, and click, your stuff works. But you're going to be thinking about this one. Duracell Optimum, the battery that can make your devices work even better than Copper Top. Toothbrushes, faster. Screwdrivers, faster. RC cars, yeah. An upgrade without upgrading. So just this one time, do you and your devices a favor and upgrade to the power of Duracell Optimum. John Roca here. Pluto TV is the leading free streaming television service. Watch over 100 TV channels and thousands of movies on demand, all completely free. Pluto TV never asks for a credit card. You don't even need to sign up to watch free. Pluto TV is the easy and completely legal way to watch your favorite TV shows and hit movies for free. What are you waiting for? Never pay for TV again by downloading Pluto TV. You can download Pluto TV for free on all of your favorite devices today, including your phone, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, Smart TVs, PlayStation, and anywhere else you stream. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831.20. 
Shop Black Friday week deals Sunday through Friday at Kohl's. Plus, get $15 Kohl's cash for every $50 spent. And take an extra 15% off. Get the big one throws, $8.49. Toastmaster small appliances are just $2.14 after rebate. And Fitbit Versa 2 is $129.99. Plus, take 30% off Lego, 70% off fine jewelry, and save on boots for her, $16.99. Plus, get fast and free store pickup. Shop Black Friday week deals at Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select styles. Offers valid November 22nd through the 27th. 15% off with promo code Enjoy15. Lego and Fitbit offers and coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the SmackDown Live Recap. I'm excited because I get to see Spider-Man tonight. But first, oh, you we do? Gotta, yeah, I do. We got to get talk about uh, SmackDown Live that happened last night. I'm Can the host, I get John Roca. one of those? Mm. Is it too late? I already gave a plus one to somebody. No, not, to, not with you. Like, oh. through Collider? Is uh, there a way to do that? I, there was a list, but I don't know. I didn't get invited. You, get, you sit right behind Dennis. I don't, in front of Dennis. I don't know how you don't hear this going on. But no, that's the CEO me. of the pro wrestling <laughs> shoot right there. Ryan Satton, how are you, man? I am doing great. Well, I was doing great. Until well, I learned you're all going to see Spider Man, I'm not tonight. Did we all get to interview Batista? <laughs> you know, you know that you got to take the yin with the yang, man. Fair, fair, <laughs> but I'm doing great. I'm doing good. I uh, got my coffee. We yeah. were talking before we started. Ready um, to go. And uh, you know, I liked last night's episode of SmackDown. Yeah. So, um, obviously, there was there's things I'm going to pick apart. Okay. But and, and it wasn't like there wasn't. I don't think it was bad, and it wasn't like necessarily like the best show ever. Right, but right. it wasn't like. The, I don't recall being like a no, a, like yeah. When it was over, I don't recall being like, oh, that show sucked. Right. This was a consistently good level of SmackDown yeah. Live, and I like that. There was no no, no real big thing that happened. No, but it was a very passable episode. Yeah, very much so. You know, we started out with the highlights from Raw, talking about what happened with Shane McMahon and McIntyre and uh, Roman Reigns and how The Undertaker showed up. Well, and then they go to Shane, who's in the back live, and he says, nobody better get on my bad side because I'm pissed today uh, and only came out one time from that back area. So uh, he was back there doing all that jazz. <laughs> you <laughs> say so- like one time like it was a quick appearance. He was he he made his presence felt later in the so. show. I guess so. Yeah, I guess uh, so. But I, yeah. you know, I said I've said it in the past, and I I, I stand by it. I, I like when Shane does these backstage yeah. pre tapes, even if it's live and it's on a teleprompter, or whatever. It, it looks less like he's reading for some reason. Yeah. He does not. So to me, I don't think they're live. They could be. I don't know. He's in his um, element. He's he's much more in his mm-hmm. element there, and he can read what they want him to get across. And yeah. I, I feel like he's less nervous back there, but. uh and he's starting to gain his footing as like this heel, best in the world persona mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as as things progress. Uh, but yeah, I uh, I liked the opening. I, I did think it was a good opening. It set the tone for things. Yeah, really did. And we had the new day come out. They do their jazz. Kofi talks about being champion. His best time of his life. Says he's not. He's mad about the Samoa Joe attacks. He's not going to be chum for the shark. Uh, and then Ziggler interrupts. And Ziggler tells him how he barely won and that he's not, he, you know, it, that this is wrestling is his life. Well, don't tell the people who do improv with him here in L.A., but he feels like wrestling is his life. It's the only thing he, he lives and breathes for uh, and then says that he spoke to management in the back, probably Shane, who's pissed, and said he wanted a two out of three falls match later in the night so he can get a shot at being the third man in uh, this battle coming up, Extreme Rules with Samoa Joe and Kofi, and make it a triple threat match. Uh, what do you think of the promos back and forth? You know, one of the things I liked about this promo was that Kofi Kingston did a good job of building up Samoa Joe. In it. Yeah. He did a really good job of, like, of 
keeping his integrity, uh, you know, as the champion and and uh, and all that stuff. But but really doing a good job of like you know painting the picture of Smojo being a shark in the water mm-hmm. and and what it's like to kind of like be in the in the clutch in the coquina clutch. Yeah. Uh, and so um, I thought that was really good. It, it made Joe seem like a threat, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and that's always. Good. When you can like cut a promo where you're still building up your opponent, that's always a plus yeah. to me. Uh, the Dolph Ziggler stuff, um, I'm, I'm, I, it's just I, I'm starting to get past. I'm just it's filler, I'm, right? It's so filler. Yeah. At this point. Um, and you know we've already we already had kind of started the transition to Samoa Joe. Um, that yeah. I just didn't really. I was like when he came out, it was just kind of like a groan to me almost. And, yeah. and I like Dolph Ziggler, and yeah. also. The match was really good. Yeah, later on down and the we'll line. And we'll talk yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah. But, but just this part, I was just like, oh, this is like he's totally done with this. I like, think if there's one complaint I have last night, it's that. It's this whole moving forward but stepping back. Yeah. Moving forward but stepping back. It happened in a couple, two or three uh, uh, situations or programs that I just didn't like either. So uh, this situation, too. Same thing. When Ziggler came out, I'm like, uh, you already beat, he already beat you in the steel cage. Like, yeah. Like, what, what's there left he to beat accomplish? You super showdown. Yeah. He beat you in the steel cage. Yeah, what like, do you want? What are we... And also, it's one of those things where this is one of those examples of, of wins and losses mattering. Yes. It's not so much like stats. Right, right. 25 wins, 13 losses type of shit. It's not that. Mm-hmm. It's this, where if you have a guy like Dolph Ziggler who you... Have a wave for a little bit. You bring him back, and then he's just immediately losing to yeah. the champion over and over and over again at pay-per-views. Well, then his words ring hollow. Yeah. And at that point, you don't care about seeing them in the match. Mm-hmm. You, they've done nothing to make Dolph be a credible threat in this feud whatsoever. If yeah. anything, he's just sounded like a total complainer. And yeah. I realize it's not him. It's the character and the way it's being written. But they're just and, – and I realize they've even put him in matches against other people, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Xavier Woods and, and stuff. But I just – I don't feel like this This is rebuilding Dolph Ziggler at all. If yeah. anything, he's starting to get go-away heat again, yep. which is like, that's not what you want for him. And he was hot, right? Yep. We talked about how much we were pumped on it. But he's gone back to being the exact same thing. Yeah, do you think it would have helped if there, were, if there had been no contest endings to any of these two pay-per-view matches so it keeps that possibility up in the air? It would have helped. Yeah. It definitely would have helped. I wonder. I know that frustrates fans, but... Back in the old days, people, we had no contests all the time. Yeah, I don't to m- end pay per views. Yeah, dirty finishes. I don't have yeah, a problem with. Yeah, it. yeah. You know, as long as it builds the story, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Um, but you know, Kofi beat him clean. Yeah, he did. At, yeah. At, at, in the cage, you in know. The, yep. So like, yeah. What, what you gonna do? You know, like he outsmarted you. That's yeah. the whole point of a cage match. Exactly. So, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I just this part of it. Just I just was like, ugh. Next, yeah. next, please. That's fair. That's fair. Well, then uh, we get a, a, you know, we got ourselves a, a, a tag team match after this. Just out of nowhere, New Day taking on Brian and uh, Rowan, and went back and forth for a little bit. Good match. I like how Xavier Woods acquitted himself real well outside the ring. Ended up stopping Rowan from sliding in there, and then the New Day did their midnight move and took care of business. But then got attacked by uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, and which led to heavy machinery coming out, which led to an impromptu eight man tag match, which. Uh, uh, heavy Machinery ended up winning kind of quickly here uh, in this situation and standing for Me, I'll give my thoughts on this. I like the first match. The second match was too damn quick for me. But I like the idea of Heavy Machinery and New Day coming together. That could be some fun, fun interactions and promos and one-upsmanship in terms of the humor that we can play with, or that they can play with to make it happen. they had good ones in the past. Like, they had that one when they were backstage and they were at the blender, yeah, if I yeah, recall, and Becky, Becky Lynch came yeah. out. She drank the thing and was like, oh, and made fun of it or whatever. Um, and I agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, this, the short match thing is just the same thing. It's that commercial yeah, break yeah. edict thing where it's like, 
no wrestling during the commercial, and they didn't want to do every match being two out of three falls. So it's like quick match and quick match, but it's weird when the same people are in the second match. Well, what's the point of having the second match if it's going to be a quick match? It does nothing. That's why, if you, to me, if you want to go to this formula, yeah. if this is what you want, you have to do more squash matches. Right, like, and, and also, oh yeah, go ahead. And, and, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying, just, no, go ahead. No, and, and, and here's the deal. If you have so much talent on the roster, why are you giving certain talent two matches a night when other talent needs TV time to build? Especially like you already ended that match, just like go to a squash match after yeah. that. Like to me, you know, Sonya, and we'll talk about it later. But, yeah. Well, I'll get to that. I'll get okay. to that. But, this is, but, but for this, mm-hmm. for this match itself, um, they did wrestle during the break. Did they? Yeah. They wrestled Didn't during they the break it? on this one. Oh, they're like, I think there was a break. Was it in the box thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, then see that even more doesn't make any sense yeah, to me. Yeah. Like, why do it's you need consistent. to do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can use that commercial break thing, mm-hmm. then it's even less. It makes even less sense when they do it on SmackDown. This is a policy thing now, right? Like, yes, well, a recent thing. Right? I, I have a hard time believing it's going to last. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, but you know, one thing I did want to say about this match, before, without complaining, yeah. is that it's it's crazy to me how Rowan, who has been on the roster for so long, is really blossoming in this tag team with Daniel Bryan, mm. and he's been in so many tag teams. But I do feel like he was someone who was pigeonholed into Wyatt family member D. Like right. he was never, he was the, the least popular Wyatt family yes. member always, least used, least cared about. He was like the black sheep of the, of the yeah. which makes sense with the mask and stuff, but I didn't, which I didn't really think about. But, <laughs> but, uh, but, so, but, but to me, it's interesting how this is one of those things where like he's starting to get to be himself a little mm-hmm. bit, where he's wearing the metal shirts and, and you can, see him coming alive more like he feels more authentic in the ring he feels like more of a presence in the ring and honestly this is the most potential i've seen in eric rowan character yeah probably ever yeah you know like he to me he if they continue on like this he has potential down the run for like uh, down the line for a legit singles run i think i think it's also possible here uh that he found the right tag team once and for all because you're right uh luke harper way more personality uh, Strowman, Wyatt. The thing is, Rowan is not a in-your-face kind of guy. His personality naturally is chill, handle business, and roll. It's sometimes wrestlers come into this situation and they're not like, put all the lights on me type of vibe. They just don't have that instinct. And Rowan seems to me like he's one of those guys that doesn't. And so having Daniel Bryan be the one kind of taking him along and Rowan getting to do his destructive stuff outside the ring and still show his abilities in the ring, it's fantastic. And I think so you're right. It works I think all around. It's similar to like acting where there's a straight man yep. in the comedy. You know, he very much is like a straight man type thing where he helped be like the bruiser for Bray Wyatt. Right. You know, um, he was like a muscle type thing. But I always felt, you know, I love Luke Harper. Right. But I always felt like their tag team together never worked. And they kept going mm-hmm. back to it, even with the Bludgeon Brothers. Yeah. And it wasn't bad. I just felt like they were too similar. And yep. Luke Harper is way more, is on a different level, but I shouldn't say, but right. I just, in the ring together, they were just too similar, I feel like. And they never, neither of them really helped push great point. the other one up, yeah, yeah. you know? And Same I, styles. And they're quiet. Yeah. They don't talk. Right. You know, so it's really hard. And like you said, you know, one's chill. Yeah. You know, if you don't have the one that's talking, well, you get kind of the thing. And that's why Bray Wyatt worked for them. Yeah. But when they didn't have Bray Wyatt there, I don't think it worked as well. And I think that's why you're right. I think Bray, having Daniel Bryan there to do the heavy lifting on the microphone while Rowan just gets to be muscle, it, it, it is helpful. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then as... Um, so yeah, the the second match with heavy machinery, mm-hmm. man. 
Heavy Machinery are really, really starting to come together. Yep. They're one of those ones like uh, like Elias where, you know, didn't have this like glorious NXT run or anything. Yeah. They were there, you know, um, that I think that they're going to be a big deal on the yep. roster. You know, yep. they, they're the whole blue collar thing connects with people. Um, you know, Otis, while great, you know, kind of overshines Tucker. Who oh, yeah. Also really good. He did a fucking moonsault yep. the other day. Was, was that this week? Or yeah, that was this weekend. Off? It was this weekend. Was it this weekend? Okay, yeah, yeah this weekend. Yeah, at um, the and I was like, whoa. Yeah. You know, Tucker is actually really talented, too. And, mm-hmm. I, and I think that they are starting to blossom. And, yeah, but and, Tucker's not one of those guys that seems to have the personality to override Otis. No. So it's good. Like, yeah. Because Otis will do the jokes and do all that kind of stuff. Tucker just comes in and does his business. It's almost similar to Daniel Bryan and, and Eric Rowan, yeah. like we were just Very saying. similar. You know, like, Otis does the heavy lifting in terms of the charisma, but, yeah. but Tucker's there to help help things along. And you can tell they have a genuine friendship. Like, you can tell it, it feels genuine, their connection. Oh, yeah. You don't sense an irritation or a gap in, like, connection between them, and so that really works for the tag I mean, they hang out all the time. You see the yeah. videos they're posting. That's like, what I'm saying. It I, works. I, and, like, uh, the other day, Otis posted a picture of, like, him and Tucker's daughter calling him, like, he was, like, Uncle, un- Uncle Otis or something yeah, like yeah. that, and how, like, he's always going to be there for... For her daughter, you know, right. for, for Tucker's daughter, and so they're like family at this point. So yeah, <laughs> um, I love it. I love everything. Yeah. They were, this was really entertaining. I disagree with you. The short matches thing to me, it's like wow, that would that could have been a lot cooler. Yeah. You didn't need to have that short of a match. Yeah. People, one of the complaints was too short of matches. Yeah. Now you've been like, well, how do we make it better? Shorter matches. <laughs> like, no, no, that's not what people were saying. That's not what people were saying at all. It's almost like an epilogue to a novel. Like you watch it, read a whole novel, and then you're like, "Oh yeah, here's a little epilogue for you to finish everything." It's like, I don't really need it. No, I was good. I, I was good. I really I was good. The book. We're I finished good. the book. You We're ended good. it. What's this fucking epilogue? It's for? like a post credit scene in a movie. I don't think I've ever read an epilogue. I'm like, no. Yeah, nah. you're done. I mean, I don't read a lot of books anymore, but. <laughs> Okay, let's move on. All right, well, we go backstage. Miz and Elias have a little back and forth there. Uh, Miz calls him bootleg Bob Dylan. Elias doesn't listen, keeps playing his music, and comes up with a little ditty about it as well. Elias early tries to tell him not to knock on Shane's door because he's a dead man walking if he does. As and we then, learned in the beginning, Shane's not to be messed yeah, with. Yeah, Shane is in a bad mood. Then uh, Miz leaves after telling Elias. Sweaty and angry. To, to tell, yeah, to tell Shane that. And then Shane comes out. A bit of a clumsy back and forth between them, I would say. And then uh, he says, oh, definitely, he can fight me after he fights you in a two out of three falls match. Elias is excited for it. But I, I would have liked it better acting-wise and storyline-wise if Elias was a little uncomfortable about it. Like, that needs to start coming through a little bit where he's like, hey, why do you keep using me as this kind of fodder for you? Like, that would be fun. It doesn't have to be big. Just a little bit of a something that lets you have a little mystery about the situation. And him just going, yeah, I'm down. That'd be great. As opposed to being like, ah, yeah, no, totally. I'm in. Let's do it. Blah, blah, blah. Then you're like, oh, well, no, is I think he? The, I think the vibe they're trying to get with Shane right now, though, is almost like a uh, like a Joffrey vibe. where like King Joffrey? Yeah, where yeah. it's almost like a you don't want to like, right. you don't, you don't want to have an ounce of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, of like Dis- doubt. Dissension? Dissension, yeah, anything yeah. like that, yeah. where like what Shane says goes, like Kim Jong Shane, you know? Uh, so like it's like you, you, like it reminds me of like uh you know that old SNL uh, weekend update where they used to have Kim Jong Un's friend like good friends you oh that yeah they come out and they'd be like no no Kim Jong Un he's great he's great. he's great but like 
like sometimes, <laughs> you know, and they had this metal thing. And I used to love that. It reminds me of that where like, I don't think you, I think that the, the vibe they're trying to get across is that like, you can't do that with Shane. But that's right what now. I'm saying. Because look how quickly he pushed other people aside. But that's what I mean. That's why I need, I, I feel like Elias needs a moment. Not, not that Shane can see it. Just yeah. by himself. Okay. Like a little moment where he's like a little aside when the when Shane leaves the frame, maybe a little aside where he goes, like something like that, just something little. I think it would be good to have a little personality on him there. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, it was, so then we get Elias versus Miz in a 203 false match for Miz to get a shot at Shane McMahon again. So we have this match. They have go back and forth. Miz gets the first fin- – oh, no, no. Elias gets the first pinfall thanks to Shane. Then Miz gets revenge. Gets Which did look pinfall. cool. That, yeah, that like, springboard to the knee reversal was cool. It was cool. And then Miz gets it uh, on the second go-around. So there's one-to-one. And then Shane gets in there, helps Elias, and uh, Elias gets that second pinfall. And then they just gang up on Miz and beat the crap out of him. So much so that well, they no, hit no, me. Cause didn't No, because Miz got the second pinfall. That's what I'm saying. No, he didn't get a pinfall. He... Remember Shane like came in and attacked him, so he got so, so Elias got oh, no, DQ'd. Elias, got, sorry, the Elias got DQ'd then, and yeah. then they were like, "We're gonna come back after the break to show you, you know, the next fault pinfall right. or something like that." And then he Elias cheated again, yeah, yeah. and they and Elias won or whatever. This was too much. I'm sorry. I, I, I the first fall I was into like the little bit, yeah. But, she, but these two out of three falls things are whatever. But then, like, this new rule that, like, there's a break in between falls. Like, I realized that before, the ref would kind of, like, make sure both people were yeah, good to go. It's usually supposed to just go. But, no, it's, but if, I, if my memory serves me correctly, like, there's in these kinds of matches, there's a pinfall. Yeah. Then the referee makes sure they both are up. Yes. But, like, there's usually not, like, this five minutes of the person being beaten down in between. And then um, you ring the bell. And then you ring the bell. Or even, like, I don't recall in a match where it's two out of three falls or someone gets DQ'd like that. It's mm. just one of the falls. That I that didn't seem like something that's happened. I, I feel like mm. if there's a DQ, it's, it's a, a DQ question. and it's over. Not one of the falls. I, I, I don't know offhand. It strikes, but it seems logical that you would. it would be a fall for a DQ. I, I get the logic. Right, right, right. But I don't recall that being, like... There's rules here okay, yeah, okay. that we know of. You know what I mean? Like, we follow certain rules. And I know they go away from certain ones, like holding the rope during a tag right, match and right, shit. Right. But the, the basic constructs of, like, the match. Yeah, yeah. You can't just change that and not tell me there's some new change or something. Well, I don't know. Lacey seems to change changed all change that whole yeah, match. She's a crooked ref. That's okay. the whole point. All right, that fair. she's a bad ref. Fair. These are actual officials. Yeah, but Shane's the, Shane's their leader. So you, King Jong Shane, like you said, true. You, you can't contradict Shane. True. If Shane true. Roll, I'm surprised they got a DQ with Shane. True. True. So, so like, you yeah, know, okay, fair. But then, okay, but, but then if you do that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, when I see that, I go back to six months ago, where this is literally exactly what Baron Corbin was doing as general manager. Yeah, yeah. And then you went out there and you said the, the show sucked like that. Yeah. And now you've gone back doing the same thing. And tossed out the rule book on wrestling matches that yeah. we have come to know our whole lives, yeah. you know. And so that to me is a bit much because they're literally doing. And, and I realize that maybe people didn't find Baron Corbin um, as much of a presence on TV uh, as something as captivating, or yeah. as some people might think Shane is. But I don't think Shane is captivating every part of the WWE universe either yeah. in the yeah. same role that Baron Corbin was in seven months ago. Right. And so, I don't know, to me it's like you're literally just repeating something but with the rule books thrown out and, it, and it's not fun to watch. Yeah. I don't think that Shane doing this repeated that anyone's like, oh, I'm loving Shane's antics and I realize that he's a heel and you're not supposed to like it, but mm-hmm. I, 
there's a fine line between not liking it and it just not making sense. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, a narrative that just doesn't, what? Like, yeah. why? What's happening? Yeah, agreed. Yeah. I, I think we're, and that's one, this is one of those things we referred to at the beginning of the show, this show, this idea of going backwards to go forward. Do we really care about the Miz Shane thing anymore? No. I don't think we do. It's a way to keep Miz in front of us, but it, it, all he's doing is getting beat down all the freaking time. So even when he gets his comeuppance, it's not going to feel like anything. No, and it's one of the situations where we were talking about, like, um, you know, yeah, it's like his win's not going to matter. No, it's, it's not going to matter. It's not going to matter. The, the universe isn't going to go, finally. Yeah, no. no they're just going to be like, oh, great, this program is done. And it's like the thing I was saying with the wins and losses mattering to a certain degree. Yeah. Of like, he's gotten beaten up so many times that, like, that one win yeah. isn't, like, his big triumph and victory. It's more going to be like, okay, cool, we're done with this. Right. It's like Marquez great. when he finally beat Pacquiao. It was like, great, yes, yeah, so you finally beat Pacquiao, then it's all drugs. You're like, okay, never mind. So it's like, you know, what's the point? And so to me, in the end, it's not going to matter, to be honest with you. Uh, all right, then we go backstage to see Nikki Cross. She's excitingly telling Alexa that she's lined up herself a match against Bailey, And if she wins, she is going to earn Alexa a shot at the championship again at Extreme Rules, not Nikki. Um, Alexa, Which was an interesting yeah. wrinkle. Yeah, but they're playing this thing kind of like Sandow and Miz. It's so, the beats are so similar. True. And, you it's, you know, essentially, it's probably going to lead to Nikki turning Alexa down the road. Um, but this match is I, this match was actually damn good. Uh, I, I thought uh, Nikki had the upper hand at the beginning. She was really uh, aggressive in the whole thing. Then Bailey fought back. And some of the heel moves from Bailey in this match were fantastic to see. Not heel, but certainly heel. And uh, with a lowercase H. And it was, it was shocking to see uh, that Nikki won. And in the way she won, it was clean. It wasn't like a mistake. It wasn't some kind of uh, interference by Alexa, it was a straight-up clean win. Uh, was there a roll-up, right? It was, she tried to roll up, and, and Bailey did, back. and, and uh, Nikki, Nikki didn't go over and kept her That's there what I thought, yeah. and pinned her, and Bailey did some good acting here after the three-count when they shot when they showed her in close-up, and she was looking up at Nikki with a combination of surprise and hurt at the same time, mm-hmm. and he was like, oh, man. But Nikki, I think they're slowly moving Nikki into the face, into the face, place because she's like so excited the crowd was cheering and she ran up to Corey Graves and she got on the phone to call Alexa so they're certainly playing this angle that eventually she when she turns on on Nikki she's or Alexa rather she's going to be a face yeah I think you're right I think they're going that way yeah now. unless unless she helps Alexa win the title and they do the opposite of what you're thinking like you think that she's yeah. gonna, you think that it's going to boil over but then eventually she just succumbs to Alexa and becomes her little pet kind of thing. Yeah, but she didn't pull any heel moves in this match. No, no, no. So no. I was really surprised by that. Yeah, I also, man, that one part in the match where Bailey went to do the outside dive yeah. and just like oh. went right down on her back. Oh, that looked intense. Yeah. Uh, good match. This was a good match. She is so good, but Bailey's in a zone right now. Yes. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely. look forward to her matches now. And, yeah. and in the past, I'd be like, oh, she's just going to get beat. Uh, but this looks like she's got that edge to her that I enjoy. Just kill those fucking, kill those things. And she'll be fine. <laughs> they were still there. They don't need them. You yeah. don't need them anymore. They're whatever. <sighs> they're a cool thing to see. To me, they're they're like, hey, remember when I did this in NXT? As opposed to being like, I'm moving forward. Like I graduated high school. I'm in college now. 
And I feel like that's what needs to happen here with Bailey. Throw away that high it's school like having shit. having your high school posters in your yeah, college dorm yeah. room. Throw away that new kids on the blog poster. That's how old I am. Throw away that poster, <laughs> for God's sake. Go forward. So that's what, I'm, that's what I want is what I want. So, I mean, I, I just Throw enjoy it. your new kids on the blog poster, everyone. It's, the 80s are over. For God's sakes, it's over. And no matter how much they're trying to bring it back, it's over. Sorry, Joey McIntyre. You're done. You're done. Sorry. Donnie Wahlberg. Uh, anyway, so go back to Wahlburgers. <laughs> Take your. It's like Donnie Wahlberg has a new kids on the block poster up in the back room at Wahlberg Wahlburgers. Signed. I remember in college. Signed by himself. <laughs> he just signed. Did you go to Wahlburgers in college? No, no, no. Oh, in college, okay. I remember. Like I, I had a. <laughs> when I first moved to the dorms, I got there like I think like a week or two before my first roommate yeah my freshman year in college and and i like was living the life alone like no roommate loving it and then i remember like one day i like went to class and i came back from class and there was like anime posters all over the walls and i was like oh man this oh and a bunch of teddy bears anime posters and a bunch of teddy bears the definition of what you just said not to do wow and i was like oh is it koei dorm no it was a guy it was a dude. It was a dude. And I remember I, I, I was just like, oh, no, this isn't going to be good. Like, we have nothing in common. I can't right. tell. This guy's got teddy bears here. Like, damn it. And then he was he was nice, but right. he uh, he was nice. Okay. But uh, he was dating someone, and she cheated on him, or he didn't want to, like, leave her. So he left school. Yeah. And so only I only had him as a roommate for, like, two or three yeah, weeks. Yeah, because they don't replace that. Well, no, they do. Oh, they do? Oh. I had him room for like two or three weeks, yeah. and then he left. And then one day, like, I got a knock on my door from like two random girls. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, random girls want to come hang out with me. And so they were hanging out and just talking to me for a while. It was really random, yeah. but we just hung out. Okay. See, in college, there's the beginning. Scoping the place you can kinda, out. You can kind of do that. Oh, you yeah, you go, go dorm to dorm. Dorm to dorm yeah, yeah, or yeah. whatever, you know. And then they left. And then someone came knocking to my door like two minutes later. And it was Stephen Coletti who was uh, the lead on Laguna Beach. Oh, shit. Uh, the first season. Well, the first couple seasons of the show. Right. And he comes in. But the show hadn't aired yet. Yeah. And he comes in and he's like, hey, man, um, I just want you to know I'm going to be your new roommate. I sent these girls over here because, <laughs> because I wanted to make sure you weren't a weirdo before I took this room. And so yeah. I... The sent- lead from Laguna Beach wants to make sure you're not a weirdo. Well, because I think... Cause, okay. Ahead. So apparently... I did, okay. So I didn't go to orientation. Right. Apparently, they were filming him at Orientation, MTV. Ah. So, like, the whole school was, like, aware there was going to be, like, this MTV star at school. And I wasn't at Orientation, so I didn't know. Right. So, there was apparently, like, this talk on campus that he was going to be there. Because people were talking about Laguna Beach at the time because it was about to premiere. Yeah. And I wasn't – I didn't care about that kind of stuff at the time. And so, uh, he told me, I'm going to be on this show. I'm going to be your new roommate. Hope it's not weird. Yeah. No, no problem. Great, nice meeting you. And then he leaves. And I, remember, I went to my computer, like – MTV.com <laughs> to see like what Laguna Beach was. And then I clicked and I went to MTV.com and the homepage was just a giant banner of him and all his friends standing on the beach. Wow. Debuting like in two weeks, Laguna mm-hmm. Beach. And I went like, whoa, I thought it was like a true life. Cause my, I worked in TV. Like my yeah, dad, TV, like I was around TV, so I wasn't impressed. Yeah, yeah. But then I was like, oh, this guy's on the fucking front of MTV's homepage. And then he had keys at that point, And I just hear like, and the door opens, and I'm like looking at my computer, and it's just a big picture of him, and I'm like, uh, and he started laughing, and then like, yeah, and so my whole freshman year was about wow. Laguna Beach and 
all that kind of, it was a wild first year. You have stories? Yeah, I bet you have Oh, stories. so many stories. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lauren and LC hanging out with Lauren and LC. Okay. Uh, I was on the first episode of season two. Wow. Quick, quick cameo. Lauren Conrad? Yeah, Lauren okay. Conrad, uh, Kristen Cavallari. Uh, who's she married to now, that football player guy? Yeah, Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler. Yeah. Kristen Cutler now. Kristen uh, Cutler, right, right. Yeah, hung out with all those guys. I, was, had, I got some fun stories. Where was Audrina Partridge? What was she in? That's The Hills. The Hills. And I was not involved. I always get those confused. I was not involved in The Hills at all. Right, I, right. Uh, they, they actually, before... Pitching it to LC, they pitched the same idea to Steven. Because didn't Conrad go to both? Didn't Conrad go to Conrad was Lauren Conrad was on both. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's what I was the Hills confused. was the okay. spinoff from her spinoff from Laguna Beach of Laguna Beach, and what her going from school yeah. to to the hills of Hollywood Hills right. to like start a new life. I'm basically. Start a new life. Yeah. yeah, and so uh, they initially pitched to Steven of him and his friends, which yeah. I would have probably been one of those friends, but. He, uh, he turned it down, and then they went to LC, All right. which is funny. I haven't watched the new one yet. I'm going to watch it tonight. I'm excited. You're, you're ridiculous. But I used to watch it. Well, because I used to watch every episode with What's them. The new, what new one tonight? The Hills. We're... The Hills came back uh, this weekend or With the same people? Everyone but LC. Okay. So it's like Heidi, Spencer. Heidi Montag? Yeah, Heidi, Spencer. They're all coming back. Yeah, they're all coming back. But, uh, yeah, no, like, that whole first season of Laguna Beach. Adrian Departure is going to be in this? Yeah. Ceiling Eyes? Okay. Yeah. That whole first season of Laguna Beach, they used to send us... The tape, or yeah, it was probably the DVD. The DVD. <laughs> I'm trying to remember how old we were. No, it might have been a tape. Still. Tape with the new kids on the block poster on it. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it could have been a VHS. Still, I'm not positive. No, possible. it was probably a DVD. It was probably a DVD. Okay, but they would send it to Stephen in the mail. Not even email back then. Wow, they would send it to Stephen in the mail every week, right. like two days before it aired. And then Elsie and Heidi would come over to our room. I gotta see this. They guy, would yeah. come travel over. You know, they would come because they were both going to school in San Francisco too. Right. And Heidi and Elsie would come over to our room. And uh, we'd watch the episode before it aired together, and Heidi was such a bitch. <laughs> even then, dude, no before, she was, before even the hills, but she wasn't even on the hills yet, and she was a bitch. No surprise. Mm-mm. They call him an actor. How can he be an actor? What he did he... One Tree Hill, and he's done other stuff since. Oh, okay. Let's get back to wrestling. Oh yeah, Sorry, yeah. Well, I got look, way too you brought it up. <laughs> no, I know. I just realized how sidetracked I got. <laughs> What were you? How did I even get them? You got to. We're going to talk about New Kids on the Block. Somehow that made a connection. Somehow that made a connection. <laughs> the dorm posters. I don't know how that made a connection. Sorry, Donnie. Right, we'll get back on topic. Well, backstage again, uh, Carmella has a back and forth with Mandy and Sonya Deville. Uh, they're very catty back and forth between all three of them. So I thought it was really funny. Say, like, yeah, I'll see. You. Yeah, well, I'll see you. Yeah, well, I'll see you. Why don't you try winning something? All of that. Which I thought was funny as hell. Before the R-Truth part of this, right? Because that's when R-Truth yeah, came before up. before the R-Truth, yeah. Uh, this is another one, of my, another one of those moments, and I don't know if you noticed it either, where Bray Wyatt's puppets were seen. No, I didn't see the puppets. She said something. I forget what... One of them Shit. said something, and in the background, like right when they... I forget the word they said, but they said something, and Ramblin' Rabbit popped up in the oh. background and like looked around Damn and then went back down. Damn it. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay, Which fine. I like when they do that, because in, this, in a segment like this... It's subtle. To me, the backstage... Area is a very key element of the WWE product. Oh, yeah. Like, it's a character of itself. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the Muppets and all those kinds of things. Like, yep. it's like a part of the show almost. You Agreed. Know? And to me, when they can intersect multiple. Seg- multiple storylines and things that you know of in one thing, that's a huge plus. So yep. you had the Ramblin' Rabbit, which only if you're paying attention so closely, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got the Carmella, Sonya, Mandy thing. And then you. Instantly transitioned that into the 24-7 stuff. Yeah. And Drake Maverick with his wedding stuff. I loved it. I thought this was all done so well. Absolutely. Drake comes in um, and he just says, uh, you know, he says, I don't have a referee, R-Truth. I just 
want to talk to you about you destroying my life. And then our truth says, oh, sad promo. Oh, Hornswoggle, I'm sorry. <laughs> that moment broke me. I had to pause. He, every time he calls Drake Maverick Hornswoggle, oh, it's the best. It's my new favorite thing. It really is so good. <laughs> And he holds him to his bosom, and he, he says, okay, well, tell you what. Why don't, I, why don't you get a referee, and we'll let you. He's like, what? Are you serious? And then, I don't, and of course, the referee's like right off camera. Brings of him course. in, and then R-Truth gets up from where he was about to lie down. He goes, no way, man. Psych. And then he says to him, I love this title more than you love your wife. Damn. Such and then burn. walks off. By the way, I need that R-Truth shirt. That green it's, it's 24. Is it available? Yeah, I think it's okay. for sale now. I'm going to buy it. Today, that shirt was great. It's they rarely one. do shirts in different colors than black, yeah. which is so frustrating because I know most fans are overweight. I get it. Black is slimming. But God damn it, give me colors. So I got to get that green when I can't wait. But this was so good, so well done. Uh, and I-, I wonder where we're going to go for this because then Drake gets run over by everybody else who's trying to get the- Who are the two people at the end, the tag team with the pink and the frills? Running? Oh, the Bollywood brothers. The Bollywood brothers. Okay, they, yeah, they were coming at the I don't see them that much. So They're on 205 I- Live now. Oh, yeah, I don't want to. So, yeah, yeah well, there you go. So, But they run over Drake, and Drake is just sitting there all depressed. So what do you think this is leading to? I don't know, but honestly, I love it. Yeah. I, this is one of the most captivating things in WWE right now. Thoroughly. Uh, Drake agree. Maverick's descent into depression. I almost wonder if it's going to go like the Laurel Van S route, mm. uh, like when uh, Chelsea Green was on uh, Impact and like her marriage her wedding getting fucked up on uh, on one of the episodes. Yeah started this like downward spiral where she became this like dr- alcoholic crazy bride type thing and i almost wonder if they're going to go that route where this is just going to like drive drake maverick into a deep this could turn dark- him into a star I, it, him, could, it him is going to turn him into a star stumbling into matches unless it turns into depressed. like a unless it turns like a uh into a um Tim White situation oh, from back yeah, in the day yeah, yeah. when he was like, where I wasn't he like always killing himself or something like that. I know they can't go that, that was deep. Fucking dark. It was dark. I remember. That. I know they can't go that deep with it uh, yeah. in 2019, but I hope it doesn't go yeah. that dark. And I hope, it, but I hope it. I'm really enjoying everything they're doing with it. I think that was the terrible thing, the Tim White. I, I, you know, yeah, but you don't forget it. Yeah, you don't. And I didn't. <laughs> and I didn't like in WCW that was it Danny Davis or whatever who had brought his kids out and they fired him in front of his wife. And oh his kids. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that was horrible. The NWO <laughs> fired him in front of his wife and kids. I was like, it's too far, boys. It's too far. It's a little too real. People, too real. People got to pay bills, man. Dial it down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get to your heels. That's a little too real. Uh, but we get the match here with uh, Sonya Deville and Ember Moon. This is continuing the feud between Ember Moon and Mandy Rose has been building for a little bit. Where's Ember Moon? I thought I heard them mention that she just had a child. Am I confused on this? Okay, good. Maybe I misunderstood. Corey, the fight is, it's not a long match. See, okay, so I I wanted to bring it up earlier, but I I should probably wait. We're going to get to it. Um, This was one of those things where I feel like a squash squash match would have done so much more for everyone here. You know, for Sonya. Yeah. It would have just made her look dominant, even though she did look dominant here against she Ember did. Moon. But for, for for most part, like I, I hated seeing Ember Moon done like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The match was so short. It literally, it made Ember Moon look like a jobber. Yeah. You know, and I know that she's not. Right. She's not. She's very talented yes, wrestler. Yes, she is. She's a damn good wrestler. And her losing to Sonya in minutes yeah. made her look like enhancement talent. And I don't think you should make, 
you know, I'll talk about it all the time, but the independent revenue streams, to me, that's like a hammer down. To, that, that's just how you ruin anyone's independent revenue stream by yep. having them lose in, in a few minutes like that on TV uh-huh. clean. I mean, the, Sony didn't do anything. She, nothing, nope. you know, like. No, Mandy threw, cheated. Well. Because distracting her. Distracting her, I guess. And then, and then Sony threw her, threw her into the spring post. But that's not cheating. That's just like being a I good didn't, I didn't say Sonya cheated. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Mandy did a little bit. I mean, a little bit. You distracted someone that's cheating. But it's legal. It's the job of the manager. It's legal, though. Of course it's legal. It was legal cheating. Bobby built the foundation. It wasn't like when Drew McIntyre runs in and, like, Claymore right. kicks someone and rolls out type right, thing. Right, it was right, just right. like a, hey, if anything, it made her look like a jobber. Like I was saying, because she let herself get distracted that's easily fair. next to the post that's going to knock her the fuck out. You and, know? I, and I think on the heels of what happened with Naomi yes, uh, on Raw, that this is a bad look for both of them to be put in this position, to be jobbing out to these people or losing, getting pinned and losing in two matches in a row like Naomi did on Monday night and then having Ember lose here when she just got back or whatever. I, I don't like it at all when they mess with her electronic system. Like she's not getting uh, uh, advantage over them. It's no. not a back and forth. No. They're really pushing Mandy and they're using her to push Mandy. So And they're kind of like... They're, they're quick-sanding quick-sanding Ember. <laughs> they're quick-sanding Ember Moon. not cool. Um, yeah. Another note on this, yep. um, I do think Sonya looked great here. Yes. I'm loving the push for Sonya right now. Me too. Um, are they doing a lesbian angle with the two of them, though? Is with that who? weird Man- to Man- ask? Man- Sonya? Yeah. I don't think. I have not sensed Did that. you not notice at the end of the match when she did the, like, on the side of her face type thing? I think that's their way of messing with people because they're such good friends. I think that's just their way of messing with people. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. I, just, it I was, think it would be a massive mistake if they did that. She's wearing the pride flag. Yeah, but I, but then what? Oh, she's just going to find a straight person to drive? Like, that she's going to turn a straight that's person. That's what I'm saying. That, pl- <laughs> that plays right into the, the most basest of stereotypes that all, like, on the, on the gay, male gay side, every straight dude's like, oh, you know, he might find me attractive in the foxhole. That kind of bullshit. You know, so, you know, I, I would hate it if they or played it's like, that. like, oh, angle. two girls can't be friends when one of them's a lesbian. Yeah, one God of them's going to turn the other one. When, yeah, when Sally met Sally. No, we're not going to do that. <laughs> I all don't right. know. I, I'm, I'm interested to see I what hope the point that was. Because it was clearly intentional. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it's their way of, like, like because they like messing with people. We'll see. I will find out, Ryan. That's for damn sure. I have a feeling. <laughs> um, all right. So Finn Balor is backstage as well, getting interviewed, and he and they're asking him who is next for Finn. Um, and he's, you know, I almost forgot he's the IC champ. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's been a bit since we've seen him. Uh, and then uh, Shinsuke walks in. Speaking of someone I almost forgot about, both guys. It was a segment where you go like, oh yeah, what have these guys been doing? Exactly. Where have they been? And the funny thing is, I remember seeing the promo for Extreme Rules during Stomping Grounds, and they showed Shinsuke, and I'm like, wait, is he? coming back what are they gonna work him in sure enough he's coming back so it'll be him and finn i imagine we're gonna line it up at extreme rules i'm looking forward to that they've fought before i hope this is a real extreme match this could be fun between these two guys simple effective yep you know no words said no well by the stuff in the beginning one shin came up yeah um i thought that finn's reaction was a little I don't know, like too jokey afterwards instead of, instead of taking it seriously. But regardless, effective. I liked it. Yeah. Shinsuke looked like he's looked cool. Yeah. He looked cool when he came in, looked too sweet to the title and walked out and made him look cool. Um, I'm excited to see this match. Yeah. I, I don't know where we're going to go with Finn. I really don't know. I wonder, you know, we, he had that shot with Lesnar. 
I don't know if he's ever going to pop up again to have a shot at the main titles. We'll see. But I don't know. It felt weird. It, it, he was it, overshadowed by Shinsuke, who didn't say a damn word. Hopefully, the amount of, amount of time they've used him lately <clears throat> isn't an indication of where they see him because yeah. he really hasn't been used much. And that's the thing. That's unfortunate. Um, don't wear tight shorts. Anyway, Alistair Black does another promo, begging for someone to knock on the door. And lo and behold, after it goes dark, someone knocks on the door. Now, I want to get your thoughts on this because I have read online that a lot of people are starting to get in that Randy Orton camp, that it's Randy Orton knocking on the door. Do you think that's true? Would you like to see that? No. That's not who I think it is. Do you know Who do you think it is? It's not that I wouldn't want to see it. Right. I think it's Bray Wyatt. Wait, really? I think that this, if... Bray and Alistair? If... Who's the face here? If... I'm right. Okay. This could have been something that they have been planning... For a long time now. Okay. Because Bray Wyatt's whole thing has been let me in, the door, all that kind of stuff. You know, he's been talking about a door and let me in oh and all this kind of stuff, right? Oh, my and, God. And then, you know, then Alistair – and if you recall, if you recall, Alistair Black was drafted to Raw yeah. in the Superstar Shakeup, And then randomly, without any announcement, they moved him back to SmackDown. Yep. Where, where I believe Bray Wyatt is, right? Yeah, yeah Bray Wyatt. So – to me, and I was told at the time that there was a very specific reason for it, but the person wouldn't tell me what that specific reason was. Mm. It was they said it was something very deep internal they, wouldn't, they couldn't say. And then, okay, so then Alistair Black is off TV just a little bit. Then yeah. he starts these promos. Someone come into the door. Someone knock on the door. Someone. And you don't, it doesn't really seem like they're connected. Yep. But then... Bray Wyatt finishes his, his vignettes. The Firefly Funhouse seems to be over, and now Bray Wyatt is infiltrating WWE backstage. All week we saw his puppets backstage, yeah. right? Popping up in various spots. There was one other time during SmackDown last night <sighs> um, where when Daniel Bryan was walking to the ring, Huskis popped up too, <laughs> looking around while Daniel Bryan and Rowan were walking to the ring. So now, at that point, we've now seen all the puppets backstage. Right. And then someone backstage knocked on Aleister Black's door. Damn. To me, that seems like it's a very good indication that it could be Bray Wyatt. Okay. However, okay. I realize there are other people, and it's maybe not as clear as I thought it was. But yeah. to me, that seemed to kind of like all those pieces seem to make sense. And you asked who's the heel, who's the face. Um, Bray Wyatt's – I feel like they're – Neither of them are really a heel or face. They're both kind of towing that line that we've been seeing lately. You know, like Bray Wyatt's more of a heel, classic heel. But I don't know if Aleister Black is technically a heel. He's just like a really confident goth. You know, yeah, like, yeah. I don't know if he's technically a heel yeah. at this point. Um, he has never been positioned as a heel in the past. Yeah. So, yeah, I, that's my guess. I think it's going to okay. be, I think it's Bray Wyatt. And they've been ramping up this because uh, Zelina on her uh, social media has been posting more and more pictures of Aleister. And I think there's a way to – I think that's like kind of like putting him in people's heads, people's minds. So that's certainly – we're getting it at Extreme Rules, it seems like. I was going to say SummerSlam. Oh, really? You think he's going to drag out SummerSlam? I feel like they could keep it going with <laughs> okay. these weird backstage things. Because isn't it SummerSlam after Extreme Rules? Yes. I feel like that's a bit if, – if they can yeah, okay. drag this out in these yeah. backstage things to, to SummerSlam, yeah, to yeah, be yeah, a SummerSlam yeah. program – I mean, that's like six months of, of TV they put into a program involving two young yep. talent. That's w awesome. That's what we want. Yeah. Would you like to see any kind of program at Extreme Rules between them? Like any kind of like promo off of like... I would just like to see that. <coughs> it wouldn't be bad if that's when Bray Wyatt came back. Yeah. If like he's fucking with Aleister Black the next few weeks and, yeah. then, and then he he fucks... With, he like re-mind ninjas 
Alistair Black, and then Alistair Black comes ring like, where are you? Where are you? What and if then he we can get the introduction. On, what if he knocks on the door? It's like one of the puppets standing there. I love that, too. It. I love that, too. Any of those right. kinds of things. That's my guess. That's a good guess. Do you think Randy Orton, though? <laughs> I was thinking Randy because Randy would be a good one for him to fight because Randy's in that, he's in that place now where he can still do it as a veteran. So putting guy, young guys over, that's kind of his job because they used to put him over. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised, and it'd be a great match between those two dudes and the styles that they fight. I would like to see that. But if it's Bray, I got no complaints. Yeah. My only thing with the Randy Orton thing would be, and also the reason I went to Bray Wyatt, is that the knock, I don't know, it's... I feel like if it had been someone like Randy Orton, do, you, yeah. do we picture a Randy Orton's character did like a ding-dong ditch type thing where he went like, and then ran away? No, you know, no. it doesn't, That doesn't seem like something Randy Orton would do. No, but he didn't open to the me, door. No, I know. But like an ominous knock at the door like yeah. that and the lights turn off. To me, the lights turning off was also a sign of Bray Wyatt because oh, the lights used to go off right. when he would say, I'm here. Good call. So like, that was that was why I think Bray Wyatt. We're probably both going to be wrong. It's going to be Kane. <laughs> God damn it. It's going to be Mike Kanellis. <laughs> I resigned the contract. Uh, all right. Um, let's go to the last match of the night, and that was Kofi Kingston versus Dolph Ziggler in two out of three falls match. Great, great wrestling here. This was pay-per-view level wrestling, and the whole time I was watching, I was thinking about our conversation uh, uh, about the Raw, when we did our Raw recap, about how they're elevating this level of wrestling to kind of push back the haters, and this is another example of it. What great back and forth between these two people, and the falls w- were believable, and I was shocked that Ziggler lost. I actually was legitimately shocked that Ziggler lost, but it makes sense. If you're going to make Kofi this almost unbeatable champion right now who fights through everything to get the job done no matter what, then it makes sense for him to win, but I, I really thought Ziggler was going to pull this thing out. So, uh, yes, great match. I completely agree with everything you were saying right there. Yeah. I think that it was actually it was on par yeah. with their cage match. Yeah, I would agree with that. And probably better than their Super Showdown match. I would agree with that. Um, good all around, I enjoyed it. Um, like you said, I think that everyone kind of feels like they have something to prove right now. Um, they're clearly fighting back a little bit. They've, they've gotten, they've been gotten to. Yep. Um, and everyone's trying really hard. Um, well, there's a sense of professional pride, isn't yes, there? Absolutely. These these men and women have fought to get to the top of the game, and for had to have these people behind them talking shit about them, you get mad. You, I'm gonna show you what I can do. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I do think that the two out of three falls thing is becoming tiresome. Yeah, I agree. We've had like six, Thoroughly. I think, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, in the, the past, gimmick like, two is weeks. losing its luster. Yeah. yeah. Um, very quickly. Yeah. Like, uh, rapidly losing its luster. And so um, that got to me a little bit, but I think the match was fantastic. I think that Kofi is really coming to his own yeah, champion. Man. I'm, really, I'm really enjoying this right now. He's finally gotten out of. He's gotten out of like, hey, I did it mode, right. and now he's gotten into like champion mode, where he's even like doing the new day um, catchphrases on his own, where yeah. like it's not like he has to have the group there to do the like WWE yeah. champion, like he's just doing it, and he's it's it's feeling unique to him, and, I, and it's perfect. I love it. Yeah. I love everything he's doing. The match was good. My here was my one question coming out of this match. Okay, Kofi's been very protected as champion. Yes. Um, this is the first pinfall, I believe, that he has taken since losing the title, or since winning the title at WrestleMania. I think you might be right. I'm almost positive. Okay. Do you think that they should have saved that? Because, I mean, the fact that he got pinned once mm-hmm. on a random SmackDown by Dolph Ziggler yeah. after beating him a hundred times or whatever did seem a little unnecessary. However, they did play up in the match 
they said it multiple times on commentary yeah. how Kofi wrestled Sunday, he wrestled two matches on Monday. Samoa beat him up. And now he's in a Smojo beat him up yeah. and now he's in a two out of three fall right. match. So it does at least he has like an out, an excuse. He does. And and I think the second pinfall washed it away. But him because fighting, he technically wins the match. Exactly. But he also fought through the zigzag. He fought through a couple of moments where he could have totally been pinned and you'd have believed it. Um I think it would have been uh, I think you, what you said would have been more detrimental and would have sent would have sent a, a, a bit of would have undercut him a little bit if he had lost the match. If okay. he had gone down and pinned twice. Absolutely. If he got pinned then twice, he really would have. Yeah, yeah exactly. So him winning it now in retrospect as we talk about it makes sense to so keep it's like him being a strategy because yeah. he like knew he was still going to pull it through. Exactly. And you kind of forget that he got pinned. I don't think it'll carry the same weight. Uh, because he doesn't lose the title or lose the match. So, okay, so he got pinned, so what? You know, He also got I, beat up on the outside before they rang the bell. I do think that, that Dolph's going to use that as, oh, sure, 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 sure. as fodder to get into the Why match. Not? He's like, I pinned him once. Yeah, that's the thing. What's going to happen next week? Is he going to fight Samoa Joe for the chance to get in there? I think he's going to, maybe. And he's going to yeah. say, I pinned him once last week. Right. Joe hasn't pinned the champion at right. all. Why is he getting a title shot type yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. That's what I can see happening, but... I just don't think Dolph needs to be involved in this title scene anymore right now. I just don't yeah. think – I think he'd be best served in another area of the card right now because I don't think that losing to Kofi repeatedly is helping him at all. Yeah. No, and we'll see. It, I mean, he's being used as fodder in essence, and that's just the role he's playing now. And we'll see if it drags – I'm sure it's going to drag out into next week, and then we'll see what he does to get into the extreme rules because I have a feeling he's going to find his way in there to the triple threat match. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what happens. All right. Well, that's our review of SmackDown Live. Let us know what you thought in the comments section and online on Twitter, on the social medias. Ryan, tell them what they can uh, read, watch, and uh, listen to everything we do. First of all, I, do, I feel like I did better today on my phone without looking at it. That's all right. I, don't, I never fault you for that. You've got stories you're breaking all the time. I, I know you understand that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a lot of the comments yesterday said really? that I was looking at my phone too much and that you, you wanted to punch me in the face every time I was looking Not at it. Not true at all. So one of the ones said, Rohit looked like he was about to bust out a Hurricane Rana on satin if he if no. he looked at his phone one more time. Not at all, man. <laughs> for me, it's for me, it's always about, I know something could be breaking at any moment because you run that site, so I just I just have a resting, uh, resting bitch face sometimes. <laughs> and I get it from my mom, so I'm sorry. You'll catch me doing that. I'll be like this. <laughs> but I'm actually thinking about sunshine and rainbows. So. <laughs> well, uh, that website that he's referring to is ProWrestlingSheet.com. That's where you can find all the top stories in the world of professional wrestling throughout the week. Uh, yeah, YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. That's where these videos are. Where you can find the Raw and SmackDown recaps I do with Roka and Wrestling Sheet Radio, yeah. as well as any other uh, video content that I uh, film here. I have a video, I think I'm going to put up tomorrow, cool. where, I'll, where I, uh, I did about a 45-minute interview with Rocky Romero about the upcoming G1 Climax tournament, the comments Seth Rollins made about Will Ospreay, um, his training at the New Japan LA Dojo way back in the day with Samoa Joe and Daniel Bryan. Uh, lots of cool stuff. So that'll be up probably tomorrow on the YouTube channel. So make sure if you're there, you subscribe, you like the videos, you leave comments. Like I said, I read them. I saw you, Hurricane Rana guy. Uh, and so I appreciate it very much. But if you just want to listen while you're driving, uh, working out, you know, all that kind of stuff. You want to listen via podcast, check it out on all the major podcast platforms. Podcast One, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Just search Wrestling Sheet Radio. You can find everything there. Cool. There you go. All right. You can follow him at Ryan Sutton. Follow me at The Roca Says on Twitter and on Instagram. And hey, let us know what you thought about it. Talk to us about wrestling. 
follow Ryan because Ryan's getting a lot of interaction with some of these wrestlers going on with all this stuff going on with NJPW and WWE. It's some interesting. It's an interesting follow. That's for damn sure if you're a fan of professional wrestling. We'll talk to you next week with two more episodes of the Raw recap and the SmackDown Live recap. Don't forget Wrestling Sheet Radio on Thursday night with this guy and his band of merry men. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Take care. And Mandy. And so no, just stop. All right, bye. <laughs> ProWrestlingSheet.com Napa know-how Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. When was the last time you thought about your batteries? I mean, that's what they do, right? Stay unnoticed, unseen, shoved in a battery compartment, and click, your stuff works. But you're going to be thinking about this one. Duracell Optimum, the battery that can make your devices work even better than copper top. Toothbrushes, faster. Screwdrivers, faster. RC cars, yeah, an upgrade without upgrading. So just this one time, do you and your devices a favor and upgrade to the power of Duracell Optimum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.